I'm I'm excited to be on your show and I'm excited to hear all the great things that you've been doing. Oh, we can't um, we want to learn about you today. Today's your episode. <laughs> all right. Go for it. Whatever you want to know, I'm here for it. Yes. So what I know about you is that you are part of a ministry that I was part of. Artist Nails Ministry. Yep. You were a missionary, the Buddy Cast founder. Yep. So you're the you're one of the founders of Parties Nails. Yeah. Tell us about tell us about that. Tell us about Well, well Heart Nails is a mission to awaken the world to the power of God's love. And and we, we like to do that through uh, reaching out to young people, young people that might be suffering, that need encouragement, that maybe they need to connect more with their family, connect more with God. And we strive to do this. We want to make a world where no one suffers alone. That's our dream. Our dream is that every city, every town, when you think of Heart as Nails. If you know a group that's in that town, like now we have chapters in different towns, like, yeah, different chapters that people can be a part of. And basically it's, it's a group and groups of people that care about making a world where no one suffers alone. And right now with the pandemic and everything going on, we need that more than ever. Mm -hmm. That brings me to the next question. How has the pandemic impacted you guys? Well, I mean, of course, we can't do our in-person events. We're about 25%. We've been to 10 states, though, um, since the pandemic started. So we've been pretty active. But with having 75% less events, it's actually created more action for people within those towns who really love our mission, are a part of it, to create their own subgroups called chapters where they can meet on a regular basis and care for each other and find ways to help others within the com community. You can find find all, all that out at amazingnation.org where we want an amazing, we want America to become an amazing nation. We want America to be a place where people will be impacted in, in great ways. So yeah, no, it's going well. The buddy cast, there we go, amazingnation.org. You put it up there. Good work there, Nick. This is great though. I'm proud of you for this show. Thank you. Thank you very much. I'm proud. Hey, I'm proud. Just as proud to have you on this show. You know, you played a huge impact in my life. You gave me such a unique opportunity, such a great chance to be with, you know, to be part of your ministry. I'll never forget that year. I'll never forget just the amount of times you had me share my story. The oh, amount yeah. Your story is unbelievable. Do they know your story? Your three minutes hour? A bunch of people have heard it afterwards. Yes. <laughs> But tell them about the three minutes of power. Tell them what that what that means. Yeah, well, three minutes of power is basically like it's a way to, you know, really be able to impact someone's life in three minutes or less. Share the greatest cross or challenge that you've ever been through, how God's helped you through it for one minute, 
Um, and then one minute, what you're grateful for and what you want to change. So you spend one minute on the challenge, one minute on how God helped you through it. And then one minute on, you know, what you're grateful for and what you want to change. And that's the three minutes of power. I like to call it the three minutes of victory. Now that's my new thing. I, I, I like that. I like that a lot. No, I know. I'm going to actually, once all of our, uh, I'll, I'll let you know on the big news, once all of our, uh, Bibles are gone because they have the three minutes of power on it and we have to get new Bibles. We're going to change it to the three minutes of power. I like to, it. To the three minutes of victory. I like it. I like it. Because three minutes of power, yes, that's powerful, but it's about the victory. It's about going through, like you said, going through the pain and suffering of your past, you know, yep. going through all those challenges. But what's kept you going? What's kept you going through it? What's brought you today? And why are you thankful that you're here today? Exactly. At the end of the day, that's what, especially during the pandemic, especially through these challenges, we got to be grateful. Mm -hmm. Gratefulness is what brings joy into people's lives. Gratefulness is what makes us more compassionate. Gratefulness is what makes us a great buddy. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. And you know, as my favorite character, Rocky Balboa says, <laughs> every champion was once a contender who refused to give up. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. that's, and, and that's true. And uh, I've been coaching basketball now. So, you know, with the pandemics led me to be able to put a lot more time into my family and to my, to my wife and to my kids, which has been great. And just coaching basketball, I just see that so many kids are defeated and they need someone to help them believe that they can win, that they can do it. And when they, when you get knocked down, you got to get up again, right? When you mm -hmm. get knocked down, you can't give up. You've got to keep pushing forward and, and not forget what God uh, has in store for you. Mm -hmm. What else does it say? It ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard, how hard you can get hit and, and keep, keep moving forward. That's how. That's how winning is done. Yeah, let's go, Nick. Come on. <laughs> oh, so one thing that I loved talking about you is you have so many amazing stories. You know, I've I'll admit I've told the jail story on here before, you know, in the clean version, but case. But I want do I want our audience to hear it from your version, if you don't mind. Sure, I can I can tell you the jail story. So I've been uh, speaking. I've done over a thousand events in person, millions of people, and you know we do this thing where we have these two jail sticks where they fight back and forth. They're fighting and going back just for fun, just because you know kids like to be active and physical and what have you. So usually we'll have a couple of boys come up, maybe a couple of girls, and then we'll call it a day. Well, one day I say, hey, a couple of boys come up. And so, you know, two of the boys come up and they're all fired up and they're like, bam, 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 bam. And, you know, the crowd claps for them and things are good. And I'm like, have a two girls. And so I look out to the crowd and there's one girl waving her hand over here, over here. So I'm like, how about you? And the one girl comes up. I'm like, okay. Great. Now, all of a sudden I see this other girl. She's in the corner. She's like, over here, over here, over here. And so I'm like, wow, she really likes the message. She wants to get engaged. So I'm like, come on down. So these two girls are all fired up. Now, I thought they were fired up because like I was a great speaker or something. But what I didn't know I had nothing to do with that. <laughs> these two girls had a feud for three years and the reason they were so excited is the fight was ready to break out there. And I wasn't the speaker or the preacher. I was the promoter. So all of a sudden I'm like, I now my problem with this story isn't the kids. You know, kids need formation, they need growth. My problem is the teachers. They're in the back, like, yeah. 
they, I think they want to see the fight more than the kids or something. So all of a sudden the bell rings and these two girls start going at it with the joussticks. All of a sudden one girl literally throws the joustick down. And I'm like, oh no. And she pedals back like this. She walks back and she looks at me. She looks at the crowd and she goes, she sprints towards the girl and she goes, bam! And she punches that girl right in the face. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I'm supposed to be bringing peace and love and kindness, self-control. I'm failing miserably. So I didn't know what to do. Well, you know about kids, you don't go like, stop, stop, because they'll keep going. Mm -hmm. So I looked around and I said, hit her again. All of a sudden the teachers are like, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness, they're not crazy. He is. And I go, hit her again. Come on. Hit her again. It's going to bring your dad back, huh? And all of a sudden, the two girls look up at me. I'm like, come on, knock her out. Finish her. It's going to make all the cutting, all the self-harm, all the hatred towards yourself and others. It's going to make you all the depression, all the addiction. It's going to make it all go away. Hurt, hurt her. Yeah, hurting people is really going to help. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you might disagree with her, but hurt her now. And all of a sudden, the two girls look at me and they're like, the one girl hit her, is like, whatever, and goes back up to her spot. And the one girl had a nugget on her head. And she, you know, goes in the front seat. Later on, you know, the crowd has calmed down. And later on in that talk, I had an opportunity to ask them, would you like to share your three minutes of power? Would you like to share the challenge you faced and what helped you through it? And I'm waiting. Is anybody going to share? Is anybody going to? you know, come up. And all of a sudden, the girl who got hit in the face goes, I'll share my story. She goes, I go, oh, come on up. And I'm like, she's got a challenge today. Let's hope she's not going to share that. And she didn't. She got up in front of the whole crowd. And she shared about how her dad left her. She shared about how she was abused. She shared about how her mom was an alcoholic and depressed, how she had to take care of her little brothers and sisters. And I'm sitting there, and all of a sudden, this girl starts crying. As she's sharing her story, this is one of the first times I ever did this because Nick knows he's he's got a huge hug line in his life. You've gotten big ones, and, uh, mm -hmm. I, and right there, I I looked up to the crowd. I'm like, oh man, I don't got time to take her to lunch because I'm Italian. You know, you always take somebody to lunch when they're hurting because you want to encourage them. I'm like, I go, why are you crying? You think you're the only one? And she's going like this. I go, you're not the only one, and I'm gonna prove it to you today. I looked up to the crowd and I said, how many of you have been through something like she's been through? Come down and give her a hug. And all of a sudden, I look around, I'm like, oh man, nobody's gonna come down. And one second seemed like one minute and two seconds seemed like two minutes and three seconds seems like three minutes. I'm wait, please, somebody come. Whoever wants to encourage her, let her know, you're not alone. You're not the only one who's been through these things. Come give her a hug. And I look up, and at the top of the bleachers, the first person who gets up is the girl that punched her in the face. And she hugged that girl, and all of a sudden, over 100 kids came down to hug that girl. And right now in the pandemic, a lot of us might disagree in things, whether we disagree with the election, whether we disagree with how somebody handled the pandemic. I know a lot of families are going through that. Whether we disagree with each other, whether 
and race or religion or creed or whether we disagree with each other and any belief system. What matters is we love no matter what. We yeah. love no matter what. And and that's what I believe in, Nick. That's why I, I, I you know, have done what I've done all these years. And I know that's why you wanted to come with me. Mm -hmm. That's what our mission's about. Look, I believe that being Catholic and following our faith is the most important thing you can do. And I think anybody that's watching right now, if you're not doing that, it's going to help your life. I promise you. But whether you agree with me or not, I don't really care. I care about you. <laughs> I care. And, and that's our message. You know, it's about caring about the person, not caring about the believing. And that story encapsulates that. I don't know where those, those two girls are, but I can tell you their lives were never the same after that. I promise you that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you, you say it perfectly. It's through those differences that sometimes we, we feel that way. You know, we have that kid in school we never got along with. But we don't realize is that we don't get along with them because they're going through exactly what we're going through. They're right. dealing to the bone, not just like, uh, oh, they know how it feels to lose someone or they know how it is to go yeah. through some family struggle. But they, too, know how it feels to have a loved one go through an addiction. They, too, know how it feels to lose a loved one that they were extremely close to, like the one member of their family that they thought was, you know, was going to be there for them their entire life. Like those exact messages. You actually helped me with that. I remember, I'll share a story with you. When I was in your ministry, for the longest time, I was dealing with the loss of my grandfather. I mean, it was almost a year, two years later. I'm still dealing with it like it happened yesterday. Yeah. And the main reason I felt like I was dealing with this, because I'm like, everyone knows how it is to lose a grandfather. Everyone knows how it is to lose a grandparent. But me and him had that special connection that I feel like there's just that barrier there. There's just that little wall there that I'm on the other side of compared to everyone else that's telling me they know how to lose a grandparent. There was an event in New Jersey that we went to and I met this boy who, you know, how you call it, you call us every time, whenever there's someone who's going through something similar to us, we pray with them. Yeah. Because if there's someone like me, if there's someone who is being picked on because of something they can't control, if there's someone who lost a loved one that meant the world to them, for sure, we'll pray with them. So that specific event, it seemed like almost everyone was talking about the loss of a loved one, like their grandfather. And for some reason that day, I had my grandfather on my heart, just out of the blue. Like for a few days, I wasn't thinking about him, but then he just, he just came back powerful on my heart. And this one boy comes up and he shares about how he lost his grandmother. So I'm like, oh, so I'm thinking, okay, I'll pray with him. Why not? You know, I'll see if he wants to pray afterwards. And the more he's sharing his story, the more I'm like, wow, you too? Like, yeah, yes, that's exactly it. That is to the bone what I've been going through. It got to the point where, sure, I'll pray with him. Came to, I'm praying with this kid if it's the last prayer I say today or something. For sure. So I take him aside. <clears throat> we start to pray. And we start chatting. You know, we always chat with them. Like, here's why I want to pray with you. Here's why I want to do it. Usually that thing takes like two minutes for me. This conversation almost went like 10 to 20 minutes. And the more we were chatting, the more we realized we had in common just things like relics, like with these rings, um, just things like just, you know, special moments, nicknames. Like my grandfather gave me the name Buddy, you know, his grandma, his grandmother gave him the name. I think it was Special Warrior. And I remember one thing that really changed me that day. I said, I said goodbye to that kid at the end. We prayed. I said goodbye. The kid shook my hand and said, I never met someone who truly understood what I was going through 
until today. For sure. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you talk. Yeah. No, I think if like what you're saying is, I think if we would just do that, I think our world would be better. Mm -hmm. And that's the mission of this show. This mission of the show is to have what you taught me with C.S. Lewis. Friendship is born when one friend says to another, you too? I thought yeah. I was the only one. Yeah. No, that's so important. And, and Nick, I think what, what you're, you're doing and, and what's important is that you don't lose that message that everybody's redeemable. You know, that's what I believe. To be a man, to be a young man, to be a young woman. It means that you believe that anybody, anybody who's made a mistake, anybody who's struggled, that there's still purpose in their life. And anybody that watches this show know that like you are redeemable, that what you go through, like that's the past, but today you can dictate your future, you know, with God and with faith and with others. And I think uh, the other thing to know is like, people don't know this about Nick, but I still talk about you to this day. And I share with people, I share, hey, there's a kid, he's actually a little person, which most of you know, like Nick's, you know, a, a little person. And, and when I share, I said, there's nothing different about, there's only one thing different about Nick and me and you, everybody else. And that's that, you know, you can see his challenge. People can't see yours. And you have such a blessing. I don't know if you've gotten to that point yet in your life, but the greatest gift you ever have is that people can see your challenge. Mm -hmm. It helps you become more resilient. It helps you become, have more resolve. It helps you to, to, to see that all people are redeemable. It helps you to have more renewal in your life. It helps you to restore others because you've had to battle that and people know that. Mm -hmm. And that's such a gift. I'm sure you connect with people quicker than most people. Yes, you're actually right because that is a major part of my life. One thing that helps me go into this mode of, okay, I'm going to fight for you, I'm actually, is when I hear a story of someone who gets picked on because of something they have no control over. Like someone might, for example, someone might laugh at you because like they see you up there speaking and you're energetic, you're ready to go, you know? Sure. At the end of the day, you're yourself, you know? Yeah. Someone, you know? Someone might be laughed at because they're, you know, they do something funny in school, you know, they trip and fall or something like that, you know, something like that. But then the people who actually walk funny because they have a limp, the people who have a disability or something, they can't control that. Like I tell people every day, if I had the power to wake up and say, today I'm going to be six foot two, and then I'll suddenly turn, you know, turn my legs over and my feet hit the ground. Or today I'm going to be, you know, five foot nine again, something like that. You know how much fun I'd have? Yeah. But we don't have those powers, but you're, you're right. I wouldn't change it for the world. For sure. I wouldn't, because it gives me such a unique opportunity. I tell friends all the time, let's you and me go into a public area. Like, let's you and me go downtown. Because you, another fun fact, you and me are from the same hometown. Yep, yep. No, yep. it's a great fun fact. Mm -hmm. And another fun fact, same high school, too. Same high school, same hometown, exactly. Yep. No, that's great. Yeah. So when I say you and me, let's go downtown, you know, let's go down to Perry Square or something. And our challenge today is to see who can get the most attention. You might have to do something like you have to start speaking. You have to start getting energized. You have to start yep. you know, being you. Me, I could just sit there like this. And I guarantee you, at least five heads are walking by and going like that. You, that can, you can reel them all in. 
Exactly. Can, that's a gift. Exactly. It's become, it's the thing being fisher of men. Exactly. That's a great gift. That's a great gift. Mm -hmm. So now I want to ask you, what are your hopes and dreams? Once say, things clear up after this pandemic, let's say the vaccine is proven to work and we can go back to quote unquote normal life. Yeah. What are your hopes and dreams? What are your prayers? Well, I mean, number one, I mean, like what I've always believed in that, you know, like the people that follow our mission will be greater than me. You know, I want you, Nick, to do greater things than I could because life is short. And this isn't about justification. This is about like training up young men and women to do greater things than I ever could do. Another dream, but I can continue to do that. Another dream is that, you know, we'll be able to take over cities, you know, uh, that this your amazing message, like that. God created all people and that they're a gift from God and that they can receive God's love in their heart that I want every single person to know how much they matter. And I'm hoping that every city, you know, that we can, we can figure out a way to do that. Um, right now, one of my dreams has been since I was 19 to have our own uh, gym workout facility. And, you know, we're, we're working towards that and I hope that'll happen. But I, I also, you know, at the end of the day, what I've learned through this is that I want to be a great son, a great friend, a great father, a great husband. And I got five great kids. And at the end of the day, I want to do those things uh, just as much as I desire to, you know, change the world and help it become a better place. I desire to be a great father, friend and, uh, and husband. Beautiful. I love that. And I hope and pray that that all happens. For sure. Especially at the gym. Let me know when the gym opens up. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You'll like, you'll like this one. We'll have, <laughs> we'll have your, you can do a buddy show there. Yes. 100%. So now the one thing I forgot to mention earlier was there's something else unique about you. Your ministry travels by bus. Yes. Tell yes. us about the bus. Yeah, I mean, I got it for a dollar. You know, there's a guy who owns a bus company. He said, hey, you need a bus. I'm like, okay, great. How am I going to get it? He says, I'll give it to you for a dollar. And basically, we travel around town to town in a, you know, a 50-foot tour bus. And Nick used to travel in it. And, you know, it's it's a great way to attract people. Nick attracts them by being a little person. We can attract them through driving around this big bus, and it reels people in, and it impacts people's lives. Mm-hmm. Love it. And I miss that bus. I truly do. It was no, a, yeah, we miss we miss you going on it. Maybe one day you'll be able to do a trip with us. Yeah. I'll look forward to it. Yeah. So one question I always ask my buddies. I don't call them guests, I call them buddies, and you're yeah. definitely my buddy. Okay. Is how can we be more buddy like? How can we be someone's buddy today? I think the the question is like we gotta be interested in others more than ourselves. And we that's number one. We have to ask people questions. And when you ask people questions, we call it invitation evangelization, but it's invitation ministry. But basically, like when you ask people questions and you care about them more than yourself, it really helps you to be a great buddy. And I think another way to be a great buddy is, is that you want to cheer people on. You know, like being a great buddy isn't about like your ego, you know, EGO, edging God out. It's about exalting God only, EGO. It's about really... When you exalt God only, it's not about exalting yourself. It's about exalting anyone or anything you see that's about him. So being a buddy is about cheering each other on. And, and Jesus Christ was the greatest buddy ever. You you could screw up and he'd still like you. You know, Peter screwed up. He said, hey, I'm, you're still in it. Even though he says, get behind me, Satan, he's still with him. And John 15, 13 says that there's no greater love than this, 
than to lay down one's life for one's friends. The greatest buddy is willing to lay down his life for someone. So I think you should. Have, this show should be the greatest buddy because Jesus is the greatest buddy. Amen. Jesus, because he's a guy. He. It's like golf. You can have as many mulligans as you want as with Jesus. You know, <laughs> he's like, throw your ball here. I'm still with you. I love you. I'm your buddy. So mm -hmm. the greatest buddy of all time was Jesus Christ. Yes, that was a beautiful answer. One of the most unique answers I've heard. <laughs> you know, usually I get the same. I bet he's the guy who's always there for you, always. But you're right. A buddy is a faith. A buddy is our faith. A buddy is the person that we know. No matter what happens in life, as long as we got this person, as long as we got someone like Jesus, or as long as we got someone like our friends, we're okay. Like, for example, Christmas morning. I always, I say every Christmas, it's not about what's under the tree. It's not about what's in, you know, your, like, it's not about who gets the most presents out of everyone today. I told my family all the time, if I woke up tomorrow and none of this stuff was here, you know, or if everyone else had, like, this ginormous pile and I had literally nothing. I'd be okay. Yep. Because it's not about that for me. For so sure. you are absolutely right. No, and it, it's great. And that's what a buddy's being. That's what it's about. Let's uh, be like Jesus. We got mm -hmm. enough. We got enough. All these individuals is great and everything. But at the end of the day, we, you know, I have a friend of mine. He's one of the top 10 best selling authors in the world. And he said, look, all my information, all my knowledge. Jesus already did it and said it. So I can't take credit for everything I know. He says, I got to give credit to Jesus Christ. So I want everybody to know that Jesus is the answer. Yes, 100%. And I think Jesus is the answer to the next question too, which is we seem to be living in a world of negativity today, you know, with everything that's gone on from the election to you know, what happened back in July and August with the protests and all that yeah. stuff. Just, I think Jesus is a great way we can spread positivity. But what, how else can we spread that positivity to this world? Well, well I, it, it kind of that that challenged me because, you know, a lot of people were like saying, oh, you know, there's racism. Right. Mm -hmm. a, lot, a lot of people are saying, oh, there's, you know, a problem, you know, with, you know, uh, Democrats and Republicans and this and that. So in my prayer time, God challenged me. And he said, I want you to go to the inner city and I want you to get all the kids you know. And I want you to put a team together with your son and a couple of his buddies. And I want you to create a team. And to be honest, like, it's uncomfortable because I don't, I don't live in the city. And you know, Nick, I didn't grow up in the inner city. But to be honest, I believe it's our job right now in this country to make ourselves uncomfortable, to put ourselves in uncomfortable situations and to love like Jesus would in those situations. And God put me now, like these guys are like my favorite guys to hang out with. And we're spending so much time together. We're building each other up. We've won like, we've already won, you know, I think four, three out of five championships, I think, you know, we're, we're crushing it basketball wise, but we're also like learning how to grow together as a team. And you got kids from the inner city, you got kids from suburbia, you got kids, a kid travels an hour, 45 minutes to play on our team. Uh, but I think we, my point of the story is in this moment, in this time, God wants us 
to look to do things where we can be uncomfortable. So I just ask that all of you, if you're watching, pick something that you're not comfortable with doing and go to the uncomfortable. And that's how this country's gonna become better. Not by sticking with the million people that you know follow what we believe, not sticking with the 20 people who are our best friends or our family. Sure, we can have that. We need to get out of that and make ourselves uncomfortable. I believe we need to get uncomfortable. That's what I believe. Yep. Hey, you learn the most when you step out of your comfort zone. That's when you learn the most. That's when you change the most. For sure. When you're outside of your comfort zone. When you challenge yourself at work, when you challenge yourself wherever you go, like you said, when someone challenges you to do something that you don't normally do, like go down to the inner city. I've never been there before in my life. Yeah. I remember you told a story. Someone told a story. I'm trying to remember of like you heard something in a prayer and you're like, that's never going to happen. Like that's, oh no, it was, it was Father Larry Richards when he invited you, when he gave you your first invitation. For sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He thought I'd never change my life, but you know, God's bigger than any of us. Mm -hmm. And I, I think in that making yourself uncomfortable, you let God do the work. You, you, you become God, God becomes greater. And you know, it actually makes me uncomfortable to be comfortable now. So I, I, I think if I'm comfortable, I'm like, what's going on? I'm not doing something right. So, but it was great. It was great. It's great to be with you there, Nick. And yes. And you got to tell your family, I said hello and, Know that I believe in you and I love you so much. Thank you. Same to your, you and your family. It's an honor to truly be with you and your family. I got two questions for you if you for got sure, time. For sure. The first question is, I always ask to our buddies, if you could have our audience out here donate to one charity of your choice, what would it be and why? But I'm going to change it up for you. Why should our audience donate to the ministry? Oh, yeah, because like who we're helping right now like is – thousands upon thousands of young people that might not get a shot to be listened to, to be cared for, to be believed in, number one. Uh, the other reason why you, you might want to give to our mission, you know, especially monthly, it's a reminder every time that comes in, the five bucks, one bucks a month, 10 bucks a month, 20 bucks a month, every time that comes in, it's a reminder that you need to care for those who are hurting because that's what Heart as Nails is all about. You know, making this world where no one suffers alone. It's about taking care of those that others might diss or, you know, uh, might kind of marginalize. We're about not forgetting those people. And the last reason uh, to donate is, you know, look, ask anybody that knows our mission, any time that you give to this, God is never outdone in generosity. You'll get it back a hundredfold and you'll see that your 20 bucks, whatever it is, you'll see that it's gone to something that grows. We went from one vehicle, now we have 10 vehicles. We went from no housing to now we're up to, you know, two houses that we, we uh, manage. So anything that you give to, it's always going to be uh, coming back to you hundredfold. But uh, one, one person that I would donate to I have a buddy of mine who runs a mission called Haiti 180, and it's something that I give to. And uh, sometimes people like to give to missions in the world, and it's something that he he goes over to Haiti. He's always trying to get me to go speak there. I haven't gone for him yet. I'm gonna have to help him out pretty soon. But 
you know, it's something that you can give to Haiti180.com. 8180.com. You yeah. got it. So now it's time for what we call the ultimate buddy cast buddy question. You ready for this? Go for it, Nick. What is your advice? It's a two-part question. First off, to anyone who wants to become an evangelical speaker. Okay. And the second part, for anyone who wants to become a missionary. All right. Well, they're both the same question. First of all, if you want to learn how to speak, hang out with a speaker. You know, Nick's not on here for nothing. He hung out with me for a year and like took all my tools and now he's using them against me. But uh, <laughs> but, but uh, the bottom line is like hang out with somebody that does it for their life. Before I was a speaker full time, it was on my heart to speak all over the world. It was just a hobby. But I need to hang out with other people who did it full time. Then when I hung out with them, I was able to do it. So be a missionary. If you're 18 to 25, we have applications coming in by, you know, every day. And we're, we have more applications coming in than ever. So you definitely should uh, go to AmazingNation.org and get your application. And we just had a couple come in today. So make sure to go to AmazingNation.org and make sure to put your application in. And you know what's going to happen? You'll be able to speak. Even the most quiet kid who doesn't know how to say anything. Right, Nick? Mm-hmm. You can transform them into somebody who can really light up a room. Yes. And from personal experience, to give you, to back up you, it is life-changing. It is worth it. It, is, it helps you more than you know. It gives you tools that you need. It gives you compassion. It gives you understanding. You'll meet people you never thought you'd meet in your life. Like if you were to tell me to this day, I was going to meet bishops. I was going to meet friars. I was going to meet people that knew exactly what I was going through. You know, if you were to tell me I had my chance to meet Rudy Rudiger, you know, all these different people. And it's not just because of meeting those people. It's because you're going to meet people that you inspired that are going to call you in three, five years and say, Hey, I remember you speaking. You spoke at my high school and wow, I'm still impacted by your story today. You know, I left that I left that event before I came the amount of people that came up to me after after an event and said, Because of you, you know, I've been giving this person a rough time because I think it's kind of how I used to think it was kind of comical that like they walk funny or something or you know, they were real outspoken. But you showed me the way. You showed me that things need to change. Or even the people afterwards that watch that stuff and just hang in the shadows, just like I'm not part of this. I don't see this. If I don't see this, I don't acknowledge it. I am good. There were people that I could attest came up to me and said, that even adults that said, you know, someone's been messed with at my work for so long. It's finally time for me to come and say no more. <clears throat> and and that, that is a great. So join us. Join us. Be a missionary. And I'll, mm-hmm. I'll teach you how to be a speaker. Mm-hmm. 100%. Well, thank you so, so much for being a buddy here on BuddyCast. Stick around a minute. We'll chat afterwards. For all of my buddies out there, this is my great buddy and mentor, Justin Fatika. Thank you again, sir. It was a blessing to have you on this show. No problem there, Nick. Anytime. Mm -hmm. And I got one favorite to ask you today. Yeah. Go be someone's buddy today. Let's do it. Let's do it. Every one of us. Let's do it. Come on. Let's go. 100%. All my buddies out there, we'll catch you next time here on Buddy cast. Well, the days are going fast, buddy, buddy.
Yes. 